everybody welcome to another episode of therapy out in the open uh this is the husband file series we got going on i'm reporting live from outside today doing my self-care um just trying to stay focused on what you know what i've been doing things like that but i'm excited to have jason phillips with us today jason is a fellow social worker as well and he is also a life coach and he has been married for only five years this month. So that's, you know, congratulations to him for that. And we're going to have a really interesting conversation today, you know, him being a mental health professional, but also being human as well. He currently teaches crisis intervention at a, and substance abuse at a local university. He's the owner of, and CEO of Peace and Prosperity Coaching. Uh, he has uh, been featured on podcasts therapy for black girls and shall we proceed um jason focuses on what he refers to as three c's clarity confidence and consistency so welcome jason thank you again for being on therapy out in the open aaron talks yeah <clears throat> thanks bro i just really want to say man i appreciate being here and uh just having the opportunity to, to kick it with you and you know have a relaxed conversation about this well, thank you, thank you, thank you. So, like I said, you were married for you are married for going on five years. This uh, this month, where did you guys meet? So we met during grad school. Um, we both went to University of Michigan, and we met. I actually met her at a at a party. Um, we always joke about it because she was coming late. She had like a brown brown paper bag. She was. It was like a wine wine cafe type party and I was I was kind of just messing with her and we kind of hit it off from there oh dope 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 so um I understand she's old she's a psychologist right yes sir yes sir right so that's so that's similar to my to my to my story as well I'm a social worker and my wife is a psychologist as well so how like how do you a lot of people ask you know how does it feel being in a relationship with another therapist you know do you guys do therapy on each other and stuff like that so um, I'm asking you that question. Okay, yeah. Um, so, yeah, my wife, her, her psychology degree is in psych... Uh, her doctoral degree is in psychology and education. So, her focus is not necessarily clinical practice, like like probably like yourself and, and your wife. However, she is a psychologist, and I will say that we don't... I try not to, like, do therapy on each other. Like, when we talk and we have conversations... I don't think she's looking at me as a as a therapist or a social worker, and I don't. I try not to put her in that category either. I know it's it's kind of may seem hard to do, but I was attracted to her not really because of her profession. So we we have normal conversations, we have normal, you know, disagreements and talks, but we kind of leave our profession somewhat as much as much as we can. We leave it out of it, right. Okay. I understand. Very good. Very good. And that's kind of like, that's kind of the same response that I give is that, you know, we're, we're humans first and we have challenges and makes, you know, make mistakes, things like that. So, you know, when in the midst of a situation, you don't always, it is, it is helpful to have some tools though, to understand mm -hmm. um, and, and, and use that tools in terms of comprehension and things like that. So that's, you know, so having the tools is very valuable, but 
uh, we're humans first. So um, absolutely, I agree with you. So part of therapy out in the open is to have dialogue as if we are actually in a therapy session and to give the listeners kind of in, um, insight into what therapy is like. And both of us being therapists, we know how important it is that, um, you know, especially black men, uh, whether, you know, find some sort of mental wellness, whether it be therapy or some type of um, their own, whether it be uh, yoga or meditation, something to kind of help them be centered and focused and stuff like that. So for asking you is how do you maintain your mental wellness? Oh, all of the above. So when I say that, you know, having uh, a therapist myself, having uh, a coach, having mentors, having personal outlets. So, you know, I'm big on physical fitness and taking care of myself. And then also, you know, before COVID, I really, really enjoyed traveling to just kind of get away and unwind. But like on a day to day, uh, just trying to make sure I get enough, enough sleep, which is, you know, always a struggle. Um, taking care of my body, taking care of my, you know, what's on my plate. Those are some things that I try to remain cognizant of on a day to day. Okay. So you say so you have self-care practices in place, which is awesome. So, and that, that's something that I feel that we need to kind of keep at uh, the forefront, make sure that that's something that we do regularly in terms of our mental um, health and physical health as well. So um, I think that's awesome that you that you do that now so now let's get down into uh kind of why we're here so really really wanted to kind of highlight us as husbands in terms of what we can work on giving us kind of like that platform to kind of talk about our challenges kind of openly in in, in marriages the the, uh, the beauty of it but also the challenges that we face so being being five years in the game and I'm going to be six years on the 23rd is what's some of the challenges that you've encountered in terms of being married and how are you managing with this? Oh, okay. Yeah, man. So we were like neck and neck. Yeah, I'm on uh, my my anniversary is the 30th and yours is the 23rd. So I think that's dope. Yeah. Um, I would say the number one challenge, well, I won't say number one, but a big challenge has been as we've grown individually, the marriage grows too. And making sure that we stay in alignment with what our personal goals are and what our relationship slash marriage goals are too. And I think right. that's always right. been something that we have, we have to continuously revisit because as you said, like when I, we first got married, I didn't have my own private practice. I wasn't, I wasn't teaching uh, at a college. I was only working. I think I was still working a couple of different places, but but still the, you know, my professional career was not where it's at now. Five, you know, five years later. So I constantly have to check in with my wife on, you know how I'm doing as a husband and not just how I'm doing as a mental health professional slash entrepreneur. That's, you know, two separate lives, but they do have to marry and sync together or else there will be friction. And there, there has been where 
you know, again, as I've grown professionally, that takes time away from the marriage because, you know, scheduling, schedules are tight. <laughs> right, 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 right. Because I always say, I'm like, Jay, you're doing a whole lot. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, how do you find that, that fine line between, you know, grinding and pushing hard professionally and then maintaining your your your, your marriage in terms of spending time and things like that because it can definitely cause conflict when you're trying to you know you're trying to grind and be out there it's going to be um time away from from the home so like how do you have that like did you have that conversation or is it kind of unspoken because a lot of couples that I see it's not really talked about like in our heads we have this idea of what we want to do and sometimes we feel that we are saying that this is my goal this is what I want to do but we don't really have that conversation with our partner I think that I have to um, do a better job of having a conversation more often because it's one thing I think to have the conversation but then when the action start going into play and things start getting scheduled and booked and you know i'm doing i'm here i'm there it's like whoa we talked about this but now it's actually happening so then i have to check in with my wife on like how are you feeling about this how are you how are you handling with me being so busy how how is this impacting us and then just taking ownership and accountability and saying look hey i'm closing my my schedule this week or this this two weeks and we're going to spend some time together. We're going to go away. And, you know, time can go by and, and those conversations can happen not as frequently as they should, which, you know, that, that can definitely cause tension. So I've had to take total ownership and I could be accountable for myself and what I bring to the relationship and making sure that my wife is still the number one priority. And, and that's and for one thing, I know when we, when we're moving and just and just doing, it's very hard to remember, right? So that's a there's a part of being intentional and constantly being present um, and checking in in terms of like, okay, so this is my goal, this is what I want to do. Because we get into grind mode, and um, I've been also guilty of that, just trying to navigate a full time job, like going to the practice and trying to fit the gym in and this was prior to COVID and just coming home very late at night and having two, two young ones. Like my wife definitely understood the grind and stuff like that, but it's definitely, you know, and I felt that guilt too of like, dang, I'm always gone, mm-hmm. you know? So it's, and, and, and for me, that inner guilt was, was a lot, just trying to just like that, how, you know, what, what can I do to, to make it, to do different, you know what I'm saying? So sometimes you like the push and the grind you, you, you think it's for now or you're trying to make it for now so that you can kind of coast later. So I think a lot of uh, married men also may feel this and, and I feel like this is this conversation is helpful in terms of like you're, you're not alone, like really trying to bridge that gap between the, your relationship and your personal goals and having a conversation about it with your partner on a regular basis. Yeah, Aaron, uh, bro, I think that uh, what helped us was one, talking about it more frequently and scheduling some things with each other. So like for me, you know, again, I'm big on physical fitness. So that was taking time away from us. 
my wife and I work out, our workout routines are totally different. However, in order for us to get on the same page and spend some time together, I had to bend and start doing some things outdoors with her for working out. And then she compromised and works out with me, you know, on, on some things too. So at least now we're, we have common goals and we're spending time together and we are reaching our goals together. I think that alone, it helped us like just kind of connect, you know, communication is everything, but we also want to be able to connect on that spiritual, emotional and physical level. Right. Okay. Okay. So, so sounds like it's definitely a work in progress and something that you have to continuously be mindful and, um, and, and work on. And a lot of times I find with, with my clients is therapy helps them to be accountable because we can simply go back to our old routine and do you just start to grind again and forget that you made that commitment to be mindful of the time that you're spending at work and time that you're spending at home. So it sounds like that's something that you constantly have to be on top of and can't fall short or try not to fall short. Yeah, yeah. And um, like you said, too, like therapy, you know, us, we, you know, having a, a marriage therapist has been helpful because I think that, you know, we're both high achieving individuals. We're both strong minded and we can see things only from our point of view. So having that outside person come in and say, hey, what about this? Or did you think about that? Or how does this work when you both have this going on? You know, having having that uh, that outside professional help has definitely kept us both accountable. And it points out to some things that we just don't see. You know, we can't think that, you know, we're human. We're always human first. Therapists, psychologists, social workers second. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So that so that's one. So I'm I'm glad to hear that. What would you say is an, another another challenge if you was to identify that you've um, encountered as uh, a husband of five years in your relationship? Well, so we talked about the, the quality time and 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 our goals. Right. I would say another challenge would be decision making including each other on the decisions and actually being very clear on what you what you want what each person wants and not sugarcoating or saying things just because you think it's going to make the other person happy or feel good it's it's so we've learned that well i say i've learned it's it's definitely best to just be up front and things may sting and everything may not be like nice and rosy, but I can definitely, you know, we respect each other better if you're honest and upfront. And then down the road, we don't run into to hiccups because like we we sugarcoated something. So like a, a good example would be like lighthearted, but if you're saying, you know, there's always that, what do you want to eat, right? That's always a conversation. What do you want to eat? If I just say, I, I don't, I, I just go with the flow, but I really know what I want. That's going to cause problems down the road because now I could easily build up resentment because I've not been voicing my true opinion on what I really wanted to eat. And she's and 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 oftentimes that your partner is unaware, don't even know that you 
that you feel this way or that you're harboring these feelings. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes it's our own our own doing. Uh, mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like she she's not telling you not to say anything or or say what you really want or how you really feel. Sometimes we is our own kind of coping mechanism how we kind of don't want to deal with conflict and you know what I'm saying so we will not say things you know so I think it's it's important that you um and I always tell you know my clients is only how you say it so if there's a disagreement or you 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 want to do something different you know what I'm saying how do you say that that makes a difference it, it does it does also. um and now I mean I know we're talking about a light-hearted example like food but just yesterday my wife picked up something for me and she picked up something different from her, but we don't have to have the like we know now, you know, we do not have to agree on the same type of foods. And right. and I think, you know, that was that was big. Because where you think right, that's as small as small as that may seem, it is huge because if you can use that for as something as small as food, and you can kind of use that same type of strategy with big things in a relationship you know it may not always work that way in terms you may have to make one decision but you learn the the, the the spirit of compromise and the spirit of decision making together because I think that's one of the biggest things like my, my my wife and I kind of talk about is like working together as a team and I always say that you know it's like when you think of like a basketball jersey mm-hmm. right so the last the last name that's our team right? right so so team muller is on the front right but then on the back we have our individual names so we're representing as a team but we're also individual and how can we support each other and work together mm-hmm. to win so and part of that this is decision sometimes you know one person has an idea and then you got you know talk about it work together to make it happen and vice versa and the times where you have to collaborate but the biggest thing is developing a way like how is the strategy of making decisions like do you have like sit sit and perseverate about it for a long time then come up with a decision you know or is it kind of instant or kind of just you know like what way do you guys what is the culture of the way you guys it and that's a good question it depends on what it is so like something like yesterday with the food I was like, hey, I thought I wanted this and you wanted that. And she's like, yeah, we don't, you know, we don't eat the same foods, so that's fine. That was a quick decision, right? Two minutes, not even. But when it comes to something like maybe a, a purchase or a vacation or um, something just on a larger scale, that is something that we we gonna we're gonna sit down face to face, talk it through, agree, disagree probably revisit so it's it's, it's a more of a process to that and i think we're, we do a better job of kind of checking in like okay is this is this what you want you sure and there's some decisions that are made that you know i could kind of care less about like you know if you want to paint the house this color or do this but then there's some bigger decisions that do impact you know that i do want to speak up on and that's where i, I want to make sure that we're both are heard Right, and and it sounds like you guys have a, a, a pretty decent practice in place. I do find that in some relationships, there there is no kind of rubric in terms of decision making. It's kind of just all over the place, and one person feels left out 
uh, that they're not part of the decision making process and or one person would they're asked to produce or asked to be a part of the process and they don't show up mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right and but the end result is they see that he or she made a decision already and oftentimes they may not see that hey we can't wait for you mm-hmm. to, to to finally come up with a decision when there's things mm-hmm. to be done yeah and the other per- the other person takes the lead you know so i've you know, it's, it's like, yeah, you, I know, know, you know what I'm saying? And I see that a lot. I see that a lot with couples. And I'm like, I'm trying to help the brother. Be like, come on. Especially, so we think we're talking about the husband files. And this is for, when dealing with men. It's like, how do we get them to recognize that, hey, you you know, there's stuff to be done. And I know you may have a more laissez-faire attitude. But when you don't show up and you don't step up, that makes your, your, your wife want to take the lead and then when this happened continuously she kind of developed this notion that you know what i'm just gonna get it done because if i don't it's not yeah. gonna happen <laughs> yep 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 uh i've been on both sides I w- i've been on both sides with so- certain different things and <clears throat> i would say that you know there are times when some decisions have to be made like you said we don't have two months or you know six months to to kind of mull over it and the decision has to be made and i i would definitely make a decision and i think that's something that you know my wife and i have recently just kind of talked about that and and i think you know she was more like on board with it because at the end of the day she does trust you know we trust each other and she has trust in me that if we're you know, in a bind and not sure what to do with a certain thing, we'll talk it through, we'll talk it through, and we'll trust that the decision that we make is, is going to work out. And, and sometimes, you know, yeah, because you know, Aaron, you, you're hitting it on the, the head where some things we just can't always not, you can't always be a non-participant or or just wait and wait and wait because that, that turns into avoidance and that can be frustrating. Absolutely, absolutely, and the end result, the end result is uh, I'm not a part of, or she does things without me, and not really recognizing that the part that mm-hmm. you're playing, brother, the part that uh, of not being present, because, and I always, and when I go in further, you see that the brother has a lot of other issues that he's going through on the individual level, which which is uh you know kind of prohibiting him from being present in his marriage so that's you know why the husband files is so important so that we can talk about some of the things that that prevent us from being fully present in our marriage and and then how can we address them on the individual level yeah the, if, if we if we're not taking care of ourselves as as a person first we definitely can't be a competent and engaged loving the best husband that we can be if we're not taking care of ourselves on that personal level right absolutely and um when i had hit you know hit you up and asked you about you know coming on when you had filled out the the questionnaire and everything for the husband files and i was like you know bro how do you feel about being uh a therapist and coming on 
therapy out in the open and I, I loved your response. She was like, you know, I'm human first and I make mistakes. So I, I, I love that you're, you know, able to be on here and, and be vulnerable because some therapists can kind of create this kind of persona that they know it all and have all the answers, you know, and just, I think people appreciate the realness. So I know in my session, I'd be like, listen, I, let's figure that out together because I really don't know the answer yeah. to that. To that, You know, especially something that they may probe why they're doing this and stuff like that. And I said, I, but let's, we have to explore that further, you know? Why Why you still, do, you know, why is this happening? I'm, I'm, I, I don't know. And I think people appreciate that, not having all the answers or not being completely perfect, you know? Because we, we're all humans. Yeah, man, we are, and we don't have all the answers. We we we, can, we have some tools, but I think you posted about it the other day. Like the the therapist client connection and that rapport is so important. And you know, me as an individual, I'm always I want to be, you know, an open book. I don't want to sugarcoat and make it seem like I, I have all the answers and my life is perfect and I don't go through things and have emotions. That that's far from the truth. So yeah, I'm, I'm just honored to be on here. <clears throat> perfect, perfect. And when you told your when you told your wife he was going to be on here, what was her response? Honestly, I mean, you know, I've been on some different podcasts. Um, she really didn't blink too much. She just was like, okay, we'll check in. Let me know what you're going to talk about. But it wasn't. I don't even know if she's gonna listen to it. I mean, I, <laughs> we'll see. I'm, 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 I'm be honest with you. So she's she's busy doing her thing. Podcast is not even her 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 forte. So right, good. Oh, good. So you get you get yeah. ratchet. And she ain't gonna know. Right. <laughs> yeah, we'll see if you know after it releases if she can't if she come back to me and say something, but. uh <laughs> but no, it's we, no, and I, one thing I didn't kind of touch on is that you know a challenge you mentioned that's been big, and we've had just a lot of deaths since we've been married, and I've had two huge losses. You know, my mother and my grandmother within the past say two and a half, going on three years, but my mother within the past year and her wow. grandmother. So these, you know, and that's outside of. You know, I've had friends lose their moms and we've had siblings, uh, friends lose siblings. So we've had some, just a lot of death, which, you know, was traumatic during our first, you know, first early years of marriage. So that is something that too, now we have to really take a step back. And I had to do a better job of checking in on how my wife was processing everything because a lot of these losses were on you know, like I would say like my side of the family or my friend group, right? not realizing that that's impacted her on a, on a tremendous way too. And I started out doing grief therapy and working with trauma and grief the early part of my career. Not saying that that makes me immune, but I was kind of more familiar with how I wanted to process things and what I needed to do. Not unbeknownst to me that, you know, some things that, she was going through that just weren't spoken about. So right. that's one one thing that I think has impacted our marriage in a significant way because, you know, uh, last year again when my mother was ill, I was I was going a lot 
for personal reasons, not necessarily business, but it was personal. And, and she did right. an amazing job of uh, taking care of the household and, and being there for me. Right. So it's a lot of a lot of a lot of sacrifice right. that comes with um, emotion. I guess the emotional um, piece and the physical from you not not really being there. But um, I'm imagining that while you're going through this this grieving process, that there's a piece of you that's kind of that's not there or that's distant. And how does that affect your your partner, even with your training? I'm imagining that there was a piece of presence. Um, can you kind of expand yeah, on that? I, I think uh, you said how did it, I think it affected us because I had to take time, or I, I, I am in the process of just taking time for for me and working on me, and and it kind of goes back to that first thing we talked about—the quality time and me being busy because in the midst of the losses I experienced, you know, I was receiving promotions, you know, at my, my full-time position. Then my business was growing. And so all of these things were taken away from us. And until I kind of took a step back, I didn't, things were moving so fast. I was like, man, it, it has been a, a lot in this past year. And I had to really, really think about, okay, well, where do I need to slow down at so I can speed up as far as in, in our marriage and make sure that we are always, um, again, not just communicating, but really actually connecting. So having more conversations with my wife and having things just blocked off and say, look, you know, this is gonna be our weekend or our night or our afternoon, our week, whatever it may be. And being consistent with that uh, is something that I'm, I'm definitely struck working on. Working on. So, so, what do you say to those who have have had losses in, in their marriage, but they've been like really, really down and and, and depressed, and the partner mm-hmm. doesn't know what to do. Mm, t- be talk about it be supportive talk about it check in with that person if if you feel like you re- running into a brick wall you can't get through whether it's your 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 wife your husband whomever sit down with, with a therapist have somebody else uh, mediate that conversation and, and navigate those those difficult words that you can't necessarily say or they're not hearing it from you but just don't avoid it because if we're not healthy as individuals, we're not going to be healthy in our marriage. And I think that's something that I I always stress that we have to work on us as a person and we'll, we'll, we'll be happier. We'll be more present. And I think that alone, that positive energy will start to just funnel right into the marriage and the union. And you'll look up and you'll find yourself Spending more time, having more loving conversations, laughing, joking, traveling, and just feeling lighter and, and more on the same page. But when we don't have those conversations and that person's just like isolating, doing their own thing, or you know, you're not really talking, but just forced conversations, you know, 
that can get old quick and it can start to build up resentment and um, you can start looking outwards for support when you need to look inward. Right, right. So, you know, the person is trying to encourage them, but they just don't have the energy to or maybe in denial, you know, as part of the grieving process, you know. You know, I can imagine that could be difficult too, but you're saying just continue to support and um, encourage. And do you make sure if, they, if that person won't um, get any outside help, get your own outside help. Possibly if they're open to, they can kind of come in with you to a session and at least get some psychoeducation about what can be beneficial. If you and I know, so you know, you and I are kind of trained to to be able to say some of these things in a way that hopefully people can hear it without saying like you're the problem or you need some help. You're not the same. Make sure you're not using words that are uh, inflammatory and blaming that other person because at the end of the day, that person's going through something and they may not be able to recognize it. So just because you can see it doesn't mean they see it and they're intentionally ignoring it. Yeah. Right. Okay. Right. And uh, and I'm sure that, that that's been helpful for you as well. Um, but like we said, human first. So you know, with all the training in the world, you know, you have emotions and you when you experience loss, sometimes all the training goes out because you just have that those raw feelings and emotions oh yeah yeah like when my when my grandmother died uh things were difficult i you know i was um i took some time off work and i was talking with my wife and had friends and support but then when my mother got sick and then when she passed i was like okay let me go ahead and let me you know find a therapist immediately like it was no question about it because it was too much to in, in a short time span right so you got that yeah, and and I think every you know as as a person, but we all when we have a team of people, not just therapists, but maybe you know a spiritual leader, um, close family that you can trust, people in the, in the in the health and fitness world. When you have that type of network, then you can make sure you check in with yourself on so many different levels so that you can be okay. Definitely, 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 definitely. So the key, the key for for Jason is, is definitely support, checking, uh, doing check-ins with yourself regularly, uh, your own therapist, working out, and holding yourself mm-hmm. accountable, yeah. and having having some fun. Like um, <clears throat> again, before COVID, I was really big on concerts, comedy shows, traveling conferences too you know if i enjoy it but i was always you know doing something uplifting and and joyous not just work 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 just work right 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 so i i like to ask uh all of the husband file participants this question this question what would mrs phillips say that you need to work that i do to work no, that you need oh, to Oh, I think on. it would be uh, working less. So she would say that you need to work yeah, I less. I think so. I think that would be it. 
So, so what, what is the ultimate goal of, of, of all this working hard? Uh, the ultimate goal is to be, you know, working solely for myself, creating more of a flexible schedule and doing the things that I, really just doing things that I love and, and not feeling like I have to uh, punch a clock, but having, having more flexibility and freedom. Right. So, and oftentimes when you're an entrepreneur, that freedom is not automatic right now. As, as you can see that it's very demanding and um, it is a sacrifice with a lot of time away. Um, so how, how are you keeping her on board with your, your, your passion with what you want to do? Like, how do you kind of reassure her? or keep her um, kind of like in the loop as we talked about before but kind of uh, so now I think that she, she really sees we have we have conversations one about you know where things are at how how my schedule is looking and making sure that she's a part of the vision and not just a, a bystander she's not just watching it she's actually in it with me and by doing that, you know, when things are scheduled and when, when I may have a late night, she understands it. She understands it more because she's not an entrepreneur. So I think it was hard for her to grasp that concept initially. Okay. Okay. Right. Well, because the only thing is that is all she's seen is that my my boo is not here. My boo is working all the time. So you know, feeling isolated or feeling that, you know, uh, I'm bored, I'm alone, right? So, and then you have your, you have your, your dreams that you're pushing to and, and finding the, exactly. that middle ground, find that middle ground, find that middle ground. So what can you do as we, as we wrap up uh, the husband files is what extra I hear that you're, you're trying, but we could always mm -hmm. improve. So after this conversation, I like to end on kind of through this dialogue is what can you do a little bit more extra of a little bit differently as as we had this conversation today about more spending time and how important it is that you that you weren't doing before. What's one thing that you can do? Be a little bit more intentional about or do a little extra of as you guys are navigating kind of personal growth, personal growth and growth and uh, the marriage, if anything. Yeah, no, 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 that's a great question. I think um, that always, we can always improve. And I will say having um, just regular conversation or say shares about, you know, our personal goals and hearing from my wife about okay what do you think where do you think i should improve on or where should i improve as opposed to me saying okay i'm gonna do this and this will help but actually letting her take the lead on that conversation and and me being an active listener that way which that way I'm, I'm hearing what she wants from me and what she thinks as opposed to what i think i need to do I like that response. So, 
So having her be a part of what what that would look like. So right, I like because oftentimes <laughs> we feel right, right. Oftentimes we feel that oh well, I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna do that, but that may not resonate with our partner. You know what I'm saying? So finding out what the quality time would look like because you're like yo i'm here in the house i'm here right but you still on your laptop you're still doing right. blogging or vlogging or something yep. like that right so what you know like i'm here she you know it don't make you happy i'm here you complain i'm not here you complain <laughs> so be all right so finding out specifically what it would and not from a place of like so what you want me to do but actually a genuine like I want to work on it. So what would it look like for you of more time while I'm trying to pursue this? Because you know, that's important to me too. And, 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 and it's nothing like having a, you know, your wife behind you because I, you know, I thank God for that, that my wife is a hundred percent supportive about all my professional endeavors. You know what I'm saying? Cause that, that's mm -hmm. a world of wonder uh, in terms of like that anxiety not you know not having that anxiety while you're trying to pursue uh what you're trying to do you know that that that's the dopest thing ever so having your your wife on board is one of the greatest things so if you can find a way to kind of have both i feel like that's great you know what i'm saying it, it is man and i will say that uh one thing that this worked too again just having that connection we've been uh just watching old tv shows we've been diving into the uh, Sanford and Son series. My wife wasn't hip to it. So, you know, just laughing and, and watching stuff and, you know, just kicking back and, and, and relaxing. That's cool, man. That's cool, man. But, Jason, I appreciate you coming on Aaron Talks, The Husband Files. I thank you so much and congratulations again on your five-year um, anniversary and hope y'all have uh, a dope quarantine anniversary and um, and I'll be checking in on that follow up that you are going to work on in terms of having more conversation and asking her what can I do or uh, what can I do to actually be more present or you know kind of juggle yes, sir. between the marriage and and my and your professional kind of work so thank you again jason for coming on and we'll chop it up real thank soon. you aaron man i appreciate you bro we'll, we'll definitely chop it up definitely thank you and thank you listeners for listening for another episode of aaron talks therapy on the open the husband files stay tuned for episode three coming to you real soon